Hello and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neurocoach specializing in pain specifically. 100% of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. Today's episode, I am going to be sharing some personal experiences that I had gone through over the past year, and I am actually in a very empowered state to share this with you because this is my journey, and I am the type of person who likes to hear other people's experiences and their journeys and how they overcame obstacles because it gave me hope and it gave me that trust within myself that, oh, if they could do it, well, I can do it too. And that's my intention for this episode for you today because I have struggled with my own chronic pain journey on and off for years and I have finally came to the point where I can really really navigate it when those pain flare-ups come about because it's not a continuous cycle when I have pain flare-ups it's usually because there is a request for change that my body is really trying to get my attention for so I know that I'm a broken record here when I say that pain is a request for change, but it is so, so true. A lot of the times we think that when we have pain, that something is automatically wrong. Well, if we go down that rabbit hole, we can make up a whole bunch of different stories and theories on what is actually wrong with us, when in actuality, it's just telling us that we need to switch gears, we need to repivot, we need to go in a different direction, and it is our body's way to communicate with us, to get our attention. Because again, we live in a world, in a society that is very fast-paced, it's moving, we have a ton of distractions, and sometimes we are really stubborn and don't necessarily listen to the signs that our body is telling us. And again, it's not your fault. It's also part of the culture and society that we have been conditioned with to not necessarily trust our bodies, that we don't trust our bodies or know our bodies more than a certain medical professional or doctor. So that is just like my personal opinion on that and I find it rings true in nearly every occasion when I am dealing with my own health issues but what I have witnessed with my family, my friends, and even my clients that have been going through the healthcare system, they have a huge common theme of not trusting their bodies. The purpose of this episode is to help empower you to start to begin that self-trust within yourself and in your own body and I have been able to find it within myself I've been able to help my clients navigate through it 
and to come out on the other side very empowered, very confident, very able and trustworthy when it comes to their body themselves and their abilities when it comes to doing the things that they want to do in life instead of having pain just be the thing that dictates and basically runs your entire life. So if you've seen the title for this episode, it's about how Krav Maga helped me to heal chronic pain and trauma. And you probably wouldn't think that Krav Maga or fighting or self-defense of any kind, martial arts would actually help with this kind of stuff because it would be instinctively something that you would avoid because you are experiencing pain. And again, this is another conditioned belief that we have been taught, which is actually incorrect. And I'm going to bust this down and I'm going to share with you my own personal story while also explaining how trauma affects pain. I will be explaining the inactivity pain cycle and how I actually found myself caught in that and how to use pacing to break out of the pain cycle. Like this is my secret sauce that really helped me to break the pain cycle when it came to rewiring my brain and encoding my nervous system to feel safe when I was doing Krav Maga and martial arts. So let's go ahead, just dive into the big content of this episode because I'm super excited and I know it's going to be super, super powerful. So stay tuned because I'm so ready to do this. All right. So about a year ago, I started my journey with Krav Maga. And if you have not heard my story or know what my story is, definitely check out episode one where I break down my chronic pain journey. However, when it comes with pain, we're always going to experience pain at some point in our lives. Even if we come to a point where we can really manage it, we feel like we have control over it, you're still going to experience pain every once in a while because pain is a part of life. Pain is a tool. It is a teacher and it helps us to navigate what change we need to have within our lives because again, pain is a request for change. And at this point of my life last year, I was really struggling with body image and confidence within my body and within myself. I was struggling with pain within my hips and my legs and my back was starting to and that has been kind of a consistent thing that had been going on ever since I got super injured from my cage fighting days like nearly 10 years ago. And I wanted to sign up for Krav Maga because number one, I wanted to get back into the sport of self-defense and cage fighting because I honestly felt like I couldn't necessarily defend myself even though I was teaching clients. There was something different between actually teaching somebody and then actually performing it myself and I feel like you're a teacher or an instructor you may understand where I'm coming from from here but this was probably my own trauma and I wanted to break out of it because I was recognizing these different signs and I wanted to get stronger I wanted to feel confident within my body and my capabilities because I remember back in the day when I did do the cage fighting and jujitsu and the self-defense I felt like I was unstoppable, like I was on top of the world, like I could handle myself, I felt strong, I felt powerful. And this time last year, I just didn't necessarily feel like that. 
And if you, again, know my story, you know that I had this accumulation of injuries that got me pulled from the sport. And I completely lost my identity and who I was because I tied up who Katie was in that sport. And I wanted to kind of revisit that place in a totally different way. And this is why I wanted to sign up for Krav Maga. And when I first started, it was a lot. It took me a lot to even just go to the class because I had been working and trying out different dojo studios in the martial arts world. And they all came from this very egotistical place of, oh, I'm better than you and I'm here to kick some ass and I'm tougher than you because I tapped you out and all this stuff. And honestly, I didn't really want that type of vibe because that was the vibe that got me injured in the first place that actually started the chronic pain cycle that sent me down a spiral when it came to depression and hating my body and weight gain and not being able to do the things that I wanted to do with countless doctor appointments and visits that literally didn't give me the answers I needed. It was always a swimming circle and I just felt like I was just trying to keep my head above water when it came to my pain and I did not want to go down that road again. So when I started Krav Maga, I had some triggers. I had some past what you would call I guess PTSD but I call it trauma triggers And I'm going to explain what trauma is because I would get these different flashbacks on different points and times in my life when I was actively training and they were things that I honestly did not remember. I did not remember consciously until I was in that specific situation and trauma is going to be paired with chronic pain and I'm going to explain this more in depth right now but before we go into that I want you to understand the definition of trauma because so many people think that big D trauma is sexual assault or rape or getting kidnapped or abuse physical abuse and that's just not true Anybody can have trauma. Actually, all of us experience trauma at some point in our lives. And we're all operating from trauma until we understand that awareness. And again, I'm going to explain this more as we go. But when it comes to trauma, it is defined as anything that is experienced too much, too soon, or too fast that the body and the mind cannot process. And it could be something like a comment that was said to you. I know for me, I had a comment when I was younger when I was told that my body wouldn't fit into that particular dress because I don't have that body type and I probably never will. Those words still rang true in my nervous system for a very, very long time up until I want to say about a year ago. And I had no idea that was considered trauma because again, it wasn't labeled as that big T trauma. Trauma is trauma and it's very specific and individualized to the person and it's like filtering through past experiences and it's very, very unique to you and it's how your brain and you are giving meaning to that situation or experience. So going back to that example of that comment being, oh, well, you're never going to fit into a dress like that because you'll never have this type of body. 
it made me feel that my body was never going to be good enough. That was the meaning that I tied to that specific comment. And it was something that I didn't necessarily could process because I had never been talked to like that before. And so that is an example of trauma. And, you know, I've had what you would call big T trauma, but trauma is trauma, okay? We're not here to like label anything because what you experience is very, very unique to you and it's okay. It's okay, but it's understanding the signs that way you can work through it because when we do have these trauma responses and these triggers, it's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. It's like you could be totally fine and then you hear something or see something or smell something or or feel something and it takes you back to that memory or that time where you did experience that trauma and it's like a knee-jerk reaction. It can happen within like milliseconds and that's trauma. Those are triggers and when we are in a place of trauma and operating from a place of trauma, the body goes into stress response mode. And stress response mode is your sympathetic nervous system, which is going to kick on your fight or flight response. And when you kick on your fight and flight response, that is sending cortisol and adrenaline through your body. It is causing your body to be on guard, to be in protective mode. And when your body is on guard and in protective mode, it has a tendency to tighten up, to protect itself, to get ready for the blow. And when your body is tightening up, that is going to restrict blood flow. It's going to not get you into that place of rest or digest or deep breathing. We're actually going to be breathing in the chest kind of more shallow. And when you're in that state for a long period of time, it's going to cause pain because we are not designed to be in stress response mode for a long period of time. And the longer that we're in it, the longer that our body is trying to break out of it. And so pain kicks on. And again, pain is a request for change. And if you've been in stress response mode for a long time or have been in survival mode, this is definitely paired up with pain. It's trauma. Trauma and pain go hand in hand. They are like best friends. However, you can work through it. And I have. And I help my clients through it. And I've helped a lot of family members through it as well. So it is possible to work through. It's just about expanding your awareness on the subject at hand. And so for me, I noticed that whenever I thought about going to Krav, I thought about the old days of where I got injured. And especially when I was training with men. And when I would be partnered with a male in Krav Maga, I would freak out inside internally. Uh, There was a lot of emotions coming up. I was noticing that I was having stress response modes and I'm going to explain the different types of trauma responses. It's actually very, very much more in depth, but I'm just going to cover the basis for it. That way you can just start to get an awareness and to understand it. And yeah, so I, I was in that place where I was kind of in that triggering state. My body would tense, it would tighten up, and then my body would hurt. I would start to get pain in my back and in my hip, 
And if you've worked with me, you know that different parts of the body are connected to emotional and mental things that are going on with you internally. And so for me, the back was connected to feeling lack of support and then the hips were tied to fear of moving forward in a particular direction and so for me I was very very nervous to move forward in pursuing Krav Maga to actually do the training and every time that I thought about it I was just like just do it Katie just do it but I couldn't and it was because I was having this trauma response and my body was tightening up it was getting on guard and it caused me to be in more pain and this kind of segues perfectly into the inactivity pain cycle because I know for many many people who do experience pain they have a tendency to be super sedentary and to not do anything A big part of this is how we are told to treat pain. Oh, if it hurts, well, don't do anything. Just stay in bed. Just rest all day. That is okay advice if it's like the beginning of an acute pain injury, for example. However, if you've been sedentary and been resting for months and this is the advice that is continuously being told to you to treat your pain... You're honestly just adding to the problem because our bodies are designed to move. They're designed to have exercise and movements and challenges. And when we're not, it's kind of causing the muscles to atrophy and to not be used. And it actually increases more pain because when it comes to anything of movement, it's a lot harder, right? I know I was in that cycle for a really long time because when I had my injuries, they're like, oh, well, you can't do anything. And they didn't necessarily explain to me that it was a temporary thing, but I thought it was like a forever thing that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go back to whatever I wanted to do. And I actually did have a doctor tell me that I would never, ever be able to go back into martial arts and train as intensely as I did before I got injured. And I took those words to heart and you can consider that trauma because it was hard for me to process. And when it's hard for things to be processed by the brain, the brain will actually fragment those memories. However, even if you forget it consciously, the body is always going to remember because it's in the nervous system. And trauma lives in the nervous system, and the nervous system is run by emotions. This is why when you go into a certain situation or you hear something or something triggers you, it causes a reaction in the body because it's tied to an emotion. And this is why we have so many emotions that come up when we are triggered and you're like, what the hell is going on? I was fine a few seconds ago and then I saw this or heard this or smelled that and then I was triggered. The body always remembers. The body always keeps score. Like if you haven't read a book on this type of topic, definitely read the book. Check it out on The Body Keeps Score. It's so good. But anyways, going back to what I was talking about is trauma lives in the nervous system. It lives in the body and it is run by emotions. And if you're not familiar with what the emotional cycle is, highly recommend that you check out the 
episode where I talk about the emotional side of pain. And it is in the pain education series, um, some of the very, very first episodes. And it's super eye-opening on how pain is very, very much influenced by emotions and trauma and the emotional cycle. And this is going to lead me into how pain is an alert system. Pain is going to alert you of certain dangers, of certain experiences. And since the nervous system remembers and you go into a situation, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I got so triggered. Well, your body remembers. And so it's going to kick on an emotional pain response, but it can also kick on a physical pain response as well. And this is to help you to avoid that triggering, that traumatic experience once again. However, the brain and the nervous system think that they're helping, but sometimes it can also cause us to be stuck in that trauma response mode and to feel like we don't have control over it. In this instance, take a look at your triggers as awareness because there is a truth within the trigger. And this is something that I dive in a lot deeper, but I just can't help myself here because this is the stuff that really lights me up. It gets me like super excited to talk about it in a way that is empowering because something that feels so detrimental and so so challenging can actually be the thing that gets you to that other side. And it's allowing yourself to go through that, realizing that it's temporary, realizing that it's not a permanent thing to be in this bit this space but it's a stepping stone to help you work through it to heal it that way you can have control over your emotions and your triggers you can heal trauma you really really can however it starts with awareness so I know I'm jumping a little all over the place here but this is just like stuff that I absolutely love anyways getting back on track I am going to explain how the stress response mode is going to add to inactivity. And I'm going to break this down for you by each trauma response that is coming up. So we know that a trauma response is going to kick on our fight and flight response. Your fight and flight response is a trauma response. So let's break that down. So trauma response is basically defined as the reflective use of an over-adaptive coping mechanism to keep you safe in a real or perceived traumatic experience. And when this kicks on, it's going to kick on your fight, flight, freeze, or even fawning response. And I know a lot of us talk about fight and flight, but they all play a very, very critical part to it. So I'm going to break these down and When you are in a trauma response mode, like the ones that I'm going to explain, you may experience more pain and there's a reason why. So I'm going to read these off again. This is just for your awareness and see if you can pinpoint which one really resonates with you. And you may have a couple of them and you may experience all of them. I know that was true for me. So let's start with fight. It is usually when your body takes over and you feel really, really frustrated, you're angry, you become assertive, you have a tendency to blow up, there might be some physical tension, you might be turning red, you might be balling up your fists, 
and just wanting to punch somebody. That is a trauma response. And for flight response, it is the avoidance of conflict. So this can look like feeling super anxious, you're overthinking, you can't necessarily sit still, you can't rest. It's really, really difficult for you to take time off. You feel the need to be busy, you're caught up in perfectionism, and you're keeping busy to keep yourself distracted. That is a very, very common one. I found myself in that place when it came to Krav Maga, and I actually had flight and freeze response. So freeze response is shutting down, feeling stuck, you're going blank, you don't necessarily know what to do, you're isolating yourself, you're feeling numb, there's inaction, you're having difficulty making decisions. Oh my word, this was a huge one for me when I first started Krav Maga because every time that I thought about going to class, I would have a hard time making a decision to actually go. And there were a few times where I would be on my way to class and I would have to turn around because I was so afraid that it was going to be a similar experience as what I had gone through in the past. And that is a freeze response and a flight response because I was literally there and I ran away. And it's totally normal. However, during that time, I didn't really recognize it until like I was going through it and took the time to reflect on it. And this is a place where a lot of compassion, a lot of patience comes into play because you're just reacting from a trauma response. It's kind of where your body just takes over and it's trying to keep you safe from a potential, a potential threat or danger even if it's in reality or even if you're thinking it in your head because the brain doesn't know the difference between what is going on in the reality and what you are visualizing in your mind. So that was what was going on with me. Now, the fourth trauma response is called fawning. And this is all about people-pleasing in order to feel loved. It's about putting others' needs first before your own. There's a lack of boundaries on what will people think. You're always thinking about what other people are going to say about you, and it could be tied to codependency. So there's going to be different trauma responses in different situations because I have gone through all of these in different scenarios. When it came to Krav Maga, I definitely had a tough time with the freezing and flight response because I would just overthink things. I'd be super critical and then I would just completely avoid even facing that fear and I would run away and I would feel very anxious and sometimes I would just shut down and I would feel numb because that trauma was taking over. And I understand that when you're in this place, it can feel so daunting and you can feel so stuck. However, there are ways to move through it and I'm going to teach you how to do that today. That way you can start making some changes to start to desensitize your nervous system, to start to retrain your brain and to have your nervous system and your brain work together so they can feel safe, so you can break out of those triggers, so you can get out of pain. Because 
when those trauma responses kick on, again, you're in that stress response mode. So you're going to be on guard. Your body's going to tighten and tense up. And if we're constantly operating from this place, you're more than likely going to experience chronic pain. And again, pain is a request for change. And it I, I full-heartedly believe that when you do have these trauma responses, it's requesting that you look at that trigger, that you build that awareness so you can move through it to go to the other side because you can get rid of that trigger. And again, if you haven't checked out the emotional side of pain, this kind of perfectly explains what I'm talking about here, especially with the emotional cycle. Okay, so when it comes to the trauma responses of fight, flight, freeze, and fawning, it can cause you to be inactive in a particular pain cycle. So you are experiencing pain because you have this pain trigger, so to speak. And so you just rest, you take time off, and the more and more that you do this, your muscles start to get stiff and they start to atrophy and then movement starts to become more painful. So you actually move less and that's causing you to get weaker and to lose your strength. You're feeling more fatigued and then movement becomes even more painful and that causes more pain. And then the cycle just continues on. That was a rut that I found myself in and it was super, super frustrating And especially with all of the advice that I was given on, oh, just rest, just rest. If you're in pain, just rest. Again, there's a difference between understanding like harm versus hurt. And I wasn't going to go into this, but it's popping up in my head. So I must be needing to explain this. But there is a difference between harm versus hurt. And when our bodies and our nervous systems are coming from a place of trauma and they're super sensitized, especially when we are stuck in the pain cycle. Because when we are in a pain cycle, it is a pattern that has been repeated over and over and over and over again to the point where we have practiced it so much that our nervous system gets super hypersensitive to any type of activity, especially if we've been in that cycle of inactivity for a long period of time. And In order to break out of this, it's about doing things gradually. It's about doing things in small increments as to not overwhelm the nervous system or the brain to just completely shut down. Because we can also go on the other end of the spectrum where we just go super hard and super intense all at once. And then it's super hard and we have more pain and it just kicks on the pain dial and the pain volume even more that you can't even think about moving again. And so it kind of keeps you stuck in that inactivity cycle again and again and again. And this can feel like you can't break out of it. But the way to break out of it is to do something called activity pacing. And when it comes to activity pacing, This is how you kind of warm up the brain and the body to doing something new, to doing something physical. And basically what it is, is it's gradual exposure to activity to reduce pain flare-ups and do more of what you love. And 
this is something that I did with Krav Maga because it was something that I really wanted to do because there's just something really fun about punching the bag and getting your aggression out and feeling super powerful. However, my nervous system and my brain were like, this is not safe. This is how you got hurt. And this is what's keeping you stuck in the pain cycle. So we can't go back to that. And then the doctor told you, you would never be able to do this type of thing. So why are you even thinking about it? You can't do this. And then all of these thoughts are just flooding through my head. Again, that's kind of a trauma response. My brain is trying to keep me safe from what is perceived as a particular danger or a threat. And it's causing me to overthink, get super anxious about even doing it in the first place. I hope this is starting to sink in with how the trauma responses start to feed into the pain cycle. But the way that I paced with Krav is I couldn't go back and do three classes a week. I couldn't do five classes a week. And that was the old Katie on how I did things. It's like, oh, okay, if I'm going to pay for something, I'm going to go every single day to get my money's worth. But I just couldn't. I had a hard time just even driving to class because I had so much anxiety about it. Who am I going to be paired up with? Am I going to get hurt? Am I going to freak out? Are they going to think I'm weak? Can I even do it? All of those things were running through my head. So you can tell that my, my dominant trauma responses were definitely freeze and flight. So once I understood this is how I was reacting, it's like, okay, so obviously five times a week is way too much. Okay, what if I thought about doing three times a week? Oh, no, 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 that felt a little too much. Okay, what if I just did one time a week and just scheduled a day where I would commit to that? And it would give me time to prepare for it because I also tried to just go whenever I felt like it and I couldn't because I never felt like it because I was always second guessing myself. I was always in that mode of anxiousness and it would cause me to be in that analysis paralysis and freeze and not do anything and so I would isolate and just not. So I personally needed to set a commitment for myself to do this and so I did and so I started out with one time a week and I was in big communication with my instructors and letting them know and slowly working through that as I went and then if I got triggered during a training session when it came to Krav and there was a lot of emotion and I was starting to feel really tight and notice myself getting into that stress response mode of the cortisol kicking up, the tightness in my chest, the shallow breathing, the pit in my stomach, not thinking clearly. I would do emotional work with that because again, that was my nervous system kicking on and it was getting overwhelmed by what was going on. And emotions do run the show with the nervous system and that's a sign that I had some suppressed emotions going on from the trauma that I had experienced. So I did emotional work and allowed myself to feel what was coming up and to work through it and to say the things that were coming up and to not tie judgment or shame or guilt to what was coming up for me because this is how I was processing it. I had to do this basically every time that I went to class because it was really intense for me because for so long 
I was told that this type of training, this type of movement was not safe. And so I was trying to re-communicate with my body that I'm choosing this. It's safe for me to do this and it's okay for me to be here. And, oh, going back to the harm versus hurt, when we are in that triggering state, we often think that we're automatically going to be in harm's way, right? However, if it's a practice cycle and it's repeated and you're having that pain kick on, even though you're just sitting down in a chair, but you're thinking about like, for instance, me going to Krav Maga and I'm starting to get this pain going on. It's like, okay, am I actually hurting or am I actually in harm's way? Does it hurt or am I actually harmed? And it's like, okay, I was just sitting here and nothing is really causing me to be in pain. The more and more that I think about going to Krav Maga, the more and more that like I'm starting to get more pain. So that was a hurt thing. It wasn't necessarily a harm thing because we often get ourselves in that cycle over and over and over again and think that every time that we have pain it's a harmful situation when in actuality it's not it's just a practice cycle that makes you super hypersensitive so hope that makes sense again may need to like listen to some other things for it to click which is totally fine but now you have that awareness another example for that is I had somebody say that, oh, when I can't lay down because my back always spasms up and it tightens. And it's like, okay, um, does laying down, is that actually like a harmful position for you? Or is it just seem harmful because it was a practiced pattern for so long that your body's like, no, we can't do this. And allowing yourself to breathe through it, telling your body that you choose this, it's safe to be here, it's okay for me to be here. Again, that communication with the body is just so, so powerful. So that's like the difference between harm versus hurt. And like with the laying down, he realized that, oh, okay, well, I'm not really in any harm's way. This is just a practice thing. So he would lay there. And it's allow his body to relax, to get out of that stress response mode, to get out of that protective on guard tightness and allow his body to relax. And it was amazing on how something so simple was able to basically melt away the pain and to get that body into that state of ease and healing. So that that's kind of my spiel for like harm versus hurt. I could probably do a whole podcast episode on that. But anyways, going back to activity pacing, I did one time a week for a really long time until I started to feel super comfortable. And then I was starting to get into that mindset of, oh, I actually want to test for my belt. So I want to commit to at least twice a week. And I'm going to choose these in these days. I had designated days where I could commit to myself. However, if those days I was not feeling the greatest, I would honor my body in that moment because there were times where I needed more rest or I just wasn't feeling strong enough. And so I would allow myself to do that, but I promised myself that I would go to the next one. And I was always in communication with my instructors, which I think helped me with that support system because they knew what I was working through. And they were just like, okay, well, thank you for letting me know. We're here when you need us. 
let us know if you need anything else. So that was a huge thing for me to move through was that that support system. So if you don't have a support system helping you with your pain, highly encourage you to find somebody that you trust, that you feel safe with going through this process with. Because safety is such a huge, huge thing when it comes to getting out of pain and healing those trauma triggers. So I started out with twice a week and that was working really, really great. And then I realized that I wanted to kind of strengthen my body a little bit more because I was having some pain spots in certain areas. And if you haven't listened to the last episode where I was talking about the strength training program where I actually won first place, I actually break down activity pacing and the cycle in that a little bit more as well. This is just tailored to Krav Maga. But anyways, to help me to desensitize my nervous system even more when it came to working out is I did a strength training program and I would dedicate certain days to different body parts and I would listen to my body and I would only do what I could in that moment when I could do that day and some days I could do a lot and then other days I couldn't and so it was learning that different set point on what my body was able to handle that day and what was overwhelming for it that day and even if it was a day where I was feeling very very overwhelmed and it was kind of a high pain day I would go easy and I would switch gears and I would do yoga I still did movement, but I decreased the intensity. I didn't necessarily put my nervous system under even more stress when it was already overloaded. And again, this is what I walk my clients through and this is what I walked myself through because if you're having a high pain day, you don't want to add more intensity to it. You want to meet your body with where it's at and you want to decrease the load to help you get into that state where you can rest and heal so your body can rejuvenate because when we're always in stress response mode and the body is always tightened and always on guard we can't allow the body to heal because its attention is trying to protect everything from potential threats that are coming our way even if those threats are not necessarily a perceived harmful situation again going back to that harm versus hurt So for me, I would honor my body and I would be in huge communication with the people around me and I would just take it day by day. Sometimes I took it minute by minute and slowly and gradually started to add more intensity to it. And that is what activity pacing is. It's gradual, small increments. And for me, sometimes it was just starting with driving to Krav Maga, just driving. And then once I started to get into that rhythm, once I started to get into that practice of it, my body and my nervous system is like, oh, okay, well, you did that and you didn't get hurt. You didn't get harmed. You're still here and that's okay. Okay. So it's learning how to understand your high pain days versus your low pain days and creating a plan on how to navigate that. And I just thought of this and I believe I am going to put together a masterclass on how to master your pain plan 
by breaking down your high and low pain days because that's essentially what I did with Krav Maga is I broke it down and if I had a high pain day this is what I was going to do and if I had a low pain day this is what I was going to do and this was ongoing for about three months and I was able to definitely improve how my brain perceived going to Krav Maga I built a trust within my body and by the end of the three months, I had very minimal pain. Of course, I was sore. Of course, I had some bruises and stuff, but that was a different pain than the chronic pain that I was experiencing. And if you've been in pain for a long time, sometimes it's understanding the difference between muscle soreness and then the actual chronic pain and again this is what I had to work through myself to desensitize my nervous system and again this is what I help my clients through is to help you decipher those signals that your body is telling you so you can go about that request of change and that it is okay to change gears when you're having a high pain day or a low pain day it's okay to increase it and to just kind of take note of how it's making your body feel in that moment so that's essentially how i activity paced when it came to krav maga and i'm super excited because i'm to the point now where testing for different levels and belts don't necessarily trigger me as much anymore Of course I get nervous because, I mean, if you don't get nervous, I don't know if you're even human when it comes to like something like testing or even going on stage or performing, you're always going to have that nervousness or that excitement coming up and that's totally normal. However, I no longer have those thoughts of, oh, can my body do this? Oh, am I strong enough to do this? Because I did the activity pacing and I gradually started to warm my body up. And then I started to add in more things to increase. And eventually it was like compound interest. And I was to the point where I could do all of these things. And I wasn't thinking about what was going on in the beginning. It's because I retrained my brain and my nervous system to have this be okay that this was safe, that I could do it because every time you do something and it is a little bit scary and you're kind of fearful about it, you are providing evidence for your brain to be like, oh, okay, well, she did this. Well, you did this. Oh, you went to Krav Maga twice this week. Okay, well, this could be a new thing. Oh, you're able to do these movements now. Cool. Oh, well, that's not scary anymore. Okay, so every time you do it, the more confidence that you build, the more that you're telling your nervous system that it's okay, that you can do this. And that's essentially what I did. And I'm really, really grateful for it because it was such an experience. And don't get me wrong, I had my temper tantrums, I had my meltdowns and um, emotional triggers that I worked through, but it's learning how to navigate through that and understanding your own trauma responses. And like for me, it was that flight and freeze response. And once I realized that, 
then I knew how to navigate through it. I'm probably going to do another podcast on just trauma responses and how to navigate through each one of them and how to recognize them. That way, when you do find yourself in that place, you can feel empowered to actually know what to do to navigate through it because that was just such a pivotal game changer for me and I might just do a master class on that too we'll see Um, but anyways that was how Krav Maga helped me to desensitize my nervous system and the more and more that I did the movements the more that my body was not in that cycle of pain 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 movement was actually seen as like a good thing for my body instead of something that was a harmful state the same thing with Krav Maga and doing different movements it wasn't such a threatening state anymore now it's like super fun now I can go hop in the car and not even worry about who I'm being partnered with and it's just it's a lot of fun however Right now, I am going through another desensitization process with my nervous system when it pertains to sparring. Because back in the day, I got super injured by a sparring session, and it's still pretty traumatic. And sometimes it can like bring me to tears um, because my nervous system is just still in that spot. So I'm actually in the process of desensitizing my nervous system when it comes to sparring and doing certain ground fighting moves because that was the time where I got incredibly injured and had to be pulled from the sport and was told that I would never be able to do these things again. So it's an ongoing process, but when you really understand your own trauma responses and what to look out for, then you're like, oh, I get to work through this now. And now it's not such a daunting thing. Like I know what to expect now. And I'm actually kind of excited because it's like, okay, I know how to work through this. And I know my unique cycle and my own trauma responses and I accomplished this. So this is just proof and evidence that I can do this with the sparring. I can do this with the ground fighting. And having this year reflection on what I've accomplished in Kavraga in just the past year is pretty mind-blowing. I mean, I gained so much confidence within my body and within my ability and I was actually able to heal a lot of trauma that was associated to fighting and self-defense and I was able to rewire my brain and to calm down my nervous system and to actually enjoy the sport again. I am in a place where I can hold my head up high and I feel like I can handle myself because I can protect myself and I was able to accomplish two belts within a year. I became um, a yellow and an orange belt which is level one and level two in a year which is a huge accomplishment because a lot of people only just do one belt and I was able to do two but I was also healing some old things uh, from my cage fighting days and doing things in a different way to prove to myself that it doesn't have to be the same as it was before I get to choose that and I totally did And now I'm back to having that trust within myself and within my body and just feeling like a total badass again. It's such an empowering place to be and 
it's because I didn't give up on myself. It's because I allowed myself to move through those triggers. It was allowing myself to face those fears. It was allowing myself to start off slow, to start off small, and to gradually build up to it. Because again, if we start off things too fast, too soon, it's too much for the brain and the body to handle, so it's going to automatically shut down because it's too much change at once. The gradual increments allows you to rewire your brain, to rewire your nervous system. And that's how I was able to work with my brain and my body to get out of chronic pain, but also to heal from trauma as well. And now that I've worked through a lot of my traumas, don't get me wrong, I'm still working through my own still and I think it's going to be a continued process but now that I've gone through mine and I'm in this empowered state I'm actually able to help others with their own traumas not only with the clients that I work with but at Krav Maga for example I actually went to Krav Maga today and there was a woman who had a traumatic experience with a particular person and we were doing a movement of like a guillotine hold and she's like it just really triggers me and she wanted to run away she wanted to shut down there was a lot of emotion that was coming up and so we just took things really slow I was actually very very grateful that I was partnered with her because I could see all of these signs because I had worked through them myself and I just walked her through it and then asked her okay is it okay for me to do this okay are you feeling okay now and by the end of class she was like laughing she was having a good time and it wasn't such a scary situation as she had perceived because she had those triggering flashbacks of that particular memory and that's what happens when trauma comes about and you don't necessarily get that trigger until you're in a similar situation of that perceived threat and I was actually able to help her through it and it was just a beautiful powerful moment and she was just like oh my gosh I can tell that like my nervous system is calming down I I'm not as triggered anymore and I'm doing something about it there's just so much beauty in this this work that I do and I've just I've got like full body chills right now which just oh it just makes my heart feel so good and I just I love this work that I do. Like, I really, really do. It's so, so powerful. And I love that it can come from, you can come from a place of feeling super stuck and low to this place of empowerment. And it doesn't have to take forever. It can happen within the the 30 minutes that I was working with my partner at Krav Maga who had these traumatic experiences going on. It can happen within an instant. And the more and more that you do this, the more and more that it becomes practice, the more and more that it becomes repeated. And repetition is the key to desensitize the nervous system, to rewire the brain, to break out of the pain cycle so that you can achieve pain freedom and get back to the life that you want and to realize that your body is designed to heal on an emotional, mental, physical level. It's just amazing to me. But anyways, this is my story on how Krav Maga 
helped me with my chronic pain and my trauma and I hope that it gave you some insight today and if you are interested in working with me one-on-one in a very close container I do have one-on-one neuro coaching spots available I help you decipher the signals in your body I help you to understand your unique pain cycle to create and master a plan for high and low days when it comes to your pain intensity but to also help you with activity pacing when it comes to the physical activities or hobbies that you want to do or even if it's trying to get back to everyday work This is a customized plan for you, and if this is resonating with you, if this is calling to you, highly encourage you to send me a DM on Instagram or to send me an email. But anyways, hope this message in this podcast served you today, and I am just so grateful that I get to be able to share this experience with you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle. If this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.